0: women go roaring into their 40s, all of a sudden their moods go crazy, their sleep goes crazy, they gain weight, and the first thing they think is, okay, I must be going into menopause, let me go get some some hormone therapy.
1: Hi friends, in this week's Bite Size Biohack, I have a little treat. It is a teaser of my upcoming interview with Dr. Mindy Peltz, second time guest to the podcast. She's going on to talk all about how to fast like a girl. But in this little teaser clip, you'll be hearing about the changes that we experience during perimenopause and how you can optimize your fasting schedule to help with things like inflammation and insulin resistance and brain fog and a whole lot more. So if you're experiencing unwanted symptoms, then have a listen to this because I think it will really help you. And tune back in next Tuesday for the full interview with Dr. Mindy Peltz.
0: all the perimenopausal women out there, like, you know, my heart just goes out to you because I think when we go roaring into our forties, we don't realize what's about to hormonally change for us. Mm. So the first thing we have to realize for perimenopausal women is the lifestyle you did at 30 is not going to necessarily work for you at 40, the diet and exercise plan that kept you in great shape at 35 doesn't do this have the same effect at 45. So what one of my big visions for women is that at 40 as we see that the ovaries are going into retirement, our sex hormones are going to kind of get a little wacky that we start to look at our lifestyle differently and and I wrote a whole book on that it'll it'll come back out in June. it's called the menopause reset. And it's really five things that every woman should do after 40 to be able to flow, no pun intended, with, with the changes of, of their hormones. And so um, with that in mind, the biggest thing that perimenopausal women should know is that in the beginning stages of our 40s, our estrogen is going up and down. So what that means to us is that we're gonna have days we feel completely normal and we're gonna have days where we feel horrible. Um, And uh, when estrogen goes low, a couple of things happen, Uh, hot flashes. So hot flashes is a dramatic drop of estrogen. Um, We're also going to see that our skin, our hair, uh, estrogen really uh, produces collagen. So we're gonna see all of a sudden the wrinkles show up and the hair changes, our nails change. And so much of that is because estrogen is doing this up and down. We also are gonna notice that estrogen at her peak, our our brain is very mentally clear. We can handle a lot of stress. And then the next day, we can't handle stress at all because estrogen has dropped. And then outside of that, the biggest one that I think We're just not talking enough about is that as estrogen drops, you become more insulin resistant, which is why I feel like women over 40 really need to know how to fast. Mm -hmm. And the best way to, to do that is follow what we just said, the fasting cycle I just mapped out.
1: One of the many benefits of being part of my membership, the Female Biohacker Collective, is that you get to ask my special podcast guests your questions. And my members had the wonderful opportunity of asking Dr. Mindy Bouts their questions in relation to fasting, optimizing around the menstrual cycle and perimenopause and a whole lot more. If you'd like to be part of an amazing community of women and get your questions answered alongside monthly live masterclasses, biohacking toolkits and live challenges with me and my team, then head over to www.femalebiohacker.com to learn more. That's www.femalebiohacker.com to learn more.
0: The challenge is what happens if you have a 60-day cycle? And that is where it gets very nuanced and very individualized. And I can only share with you the way I did it through my perimenopausal years which is when I I tracked everything. So I had everything tracked on an app and when all of a sudden it became day 35 and I didn't, and it didn't appear that my cycle was coming, I used my hunger as, as a insight into what I needed to do. So I'm pretty much one of those people that can eat my first meal about 12 or one o'clock. When all of a sudden I was hungry at nine in the morning, my brain went, okay, progesterone, my, is, my body needs more progesterone to be able to, to shed. So I'm going to need to make sure that I switch over into a higher carb meal and bring down my fasting window. So there, there becomes a lot more of an art during that time if your cycle is you know, every 60 days or some women is every two weeks.
1: Yeah, so when it's lengthening, I can kind of see that. What about women when they're getting this kind of, it's shortening a little bit? Because what I've noticed actually in that situation and with uh, women I work with is sometimes if they're pushing really, really hard, like they're going, they're doing an early morning fasted workout, then they're doing the school run. I've been guilty of this. I've walked the dogs. I've done all these different things and I haven't refueled post-workout. Actually, that seems to affect my cycle. Whereas if I actually make uh, intentionally then refuel post-workout somehow, and I've, I've noticed this with other women actually, then the cycle lengthens out again a little bit, and that's presumably to do with the progesterone because you're supporting it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm so I'm 53 right now, and I swear I was going into menopause at 45. I started to get spotting. So the first thing to know is that if you're spotting, that is a clear sign that progesterone needs your help. So progesterone has to peak to a certain level in order for the whole uterine lining to shed. So when I started to spot, I made sure that I brought my glucose up. I didn't fast. I nurtured myself a lot more, and then I noticed that I went from like a week of spotting to maybe two days of spotting, and then my period would come. So you can look at that as 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 a sign. We could also look at the continuous glucose monitor we talked about. You're Mm -hmm. all of a sudden you're like, wait a second, why is my glucose higher? Or HRV, why is HRV lower? These are all signs that progesterone is trying to show up. And so let's bring carbs up and let's bring fasting down. And then you'll see that that the cycle starts. Now, if you're every two weeks, once you bleed, you go back to this idea, okay, bleeding's happening. So I need to bring estrogen back up now. So now I go into keto. Now I go into harder workouts. Now I go into more fasting. So I call it the personalities of these hormones. Mm. You got to like sort of read them a little bit different until someday I I, I keep hunting for the person who could create this. We got to have a CGM that tells hormones.
1: Yeah, it'd be amazing, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be amazing? It would be amazing.
0: Yeah, but yeah. we don't have that yet.
1: We don't have that yet. So we have to work with this. And what about yeah. um, hormone therapy alongside this? Is that something you yeah. recommend for women?
0: So here's my experience uh, in my community and with my own self, with both HRT and BHRT is that it's not the cure-all. So what happens is that women um, end up going roaring into, did I lose you? Did I lose you for a moment? Just a second. Yeah, no, you stayed with me, actually. Okay. Okay. Uh, women go roaring into their forties. All of a sudden, their moods go crazy. Their sleep goes crazy. They gain weight, and the first thing they think is, "Okay, I must be going into menopause. Let me go get some some hormone therapy." And um, there is a massive learning curve with both bioidenticals and traditional HRT. It's not as simple as throwing a patch on and life changes. Hmm. And so, the first thing is you've got to be very patient with yourself. You have to understand how to the art of, of what hormone is going to work best for you, uh, which, you know, which addition of which hormone is going to work best for you. Like, I'll use myself as an example. Um, I tried going in with estrogen first made me crazy, made me like literally mentally spin. I was like, no, 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 I don't want to do that. Then I went into progesterone, made me cry all the time. And then I I was like, okay, that's not working. And then I found my door into hormone therapy was through testosterone. And once I stabilized that, I could go back to the other two. But that that took me working with several practitioners and understanding myself. So it's, I'm, I, I'm a fan of hormone therapy, but I also want you to understand that it made, there's a learning curve for you and there's no one size fits all. The other part of that conversation that I really, really can't emphasize enough is you are going to still have to clean up your lifestyle. You still are gonna have to learn how to fast like we're talking about. You're still gonna need to learn how to go high carb and low carb You're still going to need to work on repairing your microbiome. You may need to detox and you're going to have to learn how to, how to not keep being that uh, rushing woman where you're just pushing, pushing, pushing all the time. And what's interesting on this, something I've been thinking a lot about lately is a conversation I had with Dr. Daniel Amen. Um, I brought him onto my podcast and I asked him, tell me, tell me why so many women are mentally suffering after 40. And what he said blew me away. He said, because we weren't, women weren't meant to live that long. Gosh. I was like, what? <laughs> Whoa. What? But if you think about it, mm. we're primal. Go back mm. to the, to the primal days. We didn't live into our eighties and nineties like we're doing right now. So when we look at that and we look at like Alzheimer's and dementia happening to more women than men, we have to start to realize that lifestyle is key. We have to switch our lifestyle in this modern world. We are pushing ourselves too much. So more mindfulness, more relaxation, more nurturing needs to happen as we move into those perimenopausal years. Otherwise, It's going to be, you're you're going to really struggle and throwing a patch on you is not going to be the end all be all result that you're looking for.
1: Thank you for listening to today's show and for your interest in health optimization for high performance. If you're new to my podcast, you may be interested to know that you can get a free health score and report complete with personalized recommendations on how to optimize your sleep, nutrition, fitness, and resilience in the top link in the show notes below. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Links to everything we talked about are also in the show notes. And if you enjoyed today's show, please subscribe for more.